Welcome everyone to the Grinded Podcast. Nipsey Hussle is going to bring us in just a little bit with Grinding All My Life. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got the roll of dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Uh. It's time to hit this rail we call life and grind it. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast, and thank you for joining me today, whether you're on YouTube or whether you're on Spotify or uh, iHeartRadio or Google Podcasts or iTunes. And we got good news today through email that we have just, the Grind It Podcast has been accepted by Pandora. So that covers all the major players, I believe, on social media or on your on your electronic device. So if, if you know anybody that has a Pandora account, Please, by all means, uh, share with them the Grind It podcast or have them to search for it. They can find it just by typing in Grind It podcast. It's all one word, Grind It, G-R-I-N-D-I-T podcast. And and they can uh, listen to all 38 episodes that we have so far. Right now I'm working on the 39th. And I just want to say thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends and your family. If, if, if you're... Uh, scared to share your faith you're scared to tell people about jesus please just tell the people about the podcast and and point them to the podcast and 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 whether they watch it on youtube or however they listen to it they will hear about jesus and they will have the opportunity to accept jesus and to know jesus and to grow with jesus and if they're already a christian then they will be encouraged to to uh to uh get to know Jesus even more and to grow closer and closer to him. And again, I just want to say thank you for making uh, the Grinded Podcast a, a, a success. And I look forward to many more podcasts with you. Uh, with COVID going on, the, uh, it's just running rampant. I mean, it, it's going crazy and spreading so fast right now. This is the first week of December that I'm making this podcast and my daughter's school is shut down. It's so bad. So uh, after COVID comes down, I hope to get back to um, the interviews. Uh, but for right now, it's just going to be studying the book of John. And when we get through with the book of John, we'll move into the book of Acts. Um, but if you remember, in the if you've listened to the last three podcasts in John 15, Jesus used the word nine times, almost ten times, depending on what version uh, of the Bible that you read. I, I For this podcast and when I preach, I use the New Living Translation. And in, in nine times in John 15, Jesus used the word remain when talking to his disciples. He has told them that he is leaving. And he, you, you got to remember, he has spent three to three and a half years with these guys. Right, and and they're in this room, and 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 it's time for the Passover. They're all twelve of them there. Jesus has handpicked these guys, and he has poured himself in his teachings. They've seen the miracles. People have been in awe of, of Jesus's authority that he uses when he teaches, and and the disciples have seen all this. And Jesus has be, been preparing them, unbeknownst to them, because they really did never understand it until after the Holy Spirit came. And fell upon them in Acts chapter 2. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with boldness. But Jesus has been preparing them for this time. That he knew that he was going to be crucified. He knew that he was going to die on a cross. And be buried in a tomb. And be resurrected three days later. And that he would ascend back to the Father about 40 days later. 
and, and so Jesus knew all this, and so he was trying to prepare these men to take his place when he left. And, and, and so when he told them on this on this night that they were they this this conversation with his disciples, I believe, started in John 13. And Jesus told them, he said, one of you is a murderer and you're going to betray me. And they started freaking out. And they're like, what are you talking about? How can one of us be a murderer? I mean, look at the great things that we've done and we've been with you. Who would ever do this to you? And he says, it's the one that I dip uh, the bread with in the bowl. And of course, it was Judas. And he tells Judas to get up and go do what he has to do quickly. And so from that moment on, these guys, are they're, 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 they're filled with fear. And they're scared to death. And, and, and so they begin to freak out. And so Jesus is trying to kind of calm them down, if you will. And they're really going to be uh, freaking out by in the morning because that's when it all comes down. That's when Jesus is going to have the mock trial and he's going to be uh, crucified and nailed to a cross and hung outside uh, the city gates for uh, public hum- humiliation until he dies around three o'clock our time. Um, so Jesus's message to them was to remain in him. No matter what happens in the coming days, no, he, he knew that they didn't really fully understand what he was trying to tell them at this moment. And so he's trying to tell them, remain in me, stay with me, focus on me. Don't leave your faith. Just trust what I'm telling you and trust in me. Remember, that's what he said. Trust in me. Trust in the Father. And so his message is remain, 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 no matter what. And he begins John 16 with the same message in verses 1 through 4. He tells them, and this is the same conversation that he's having on that night before he is betrayed or before he is uh, has the mock trial and is uh, put it on the cross. He tells them, he says, I have told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith. Now, listen to that again. I have told you these things. I have prepared you and I'm telling you these things this night so that you won't abandon your faith. For you will be expelled from the synagogues And the time is coming when those who kill you will think that they're doing God a favor or they're doing a holy service for God. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I'm telling you these things now so that when they happen, you will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you for a little while longer. And so then he reminds them again that the Holy Spirit, when he leaves, the Holy Spirit will be coming from the Father because he's going to send up to the Father And the Father then will send down the Holy Spirit, which is Jesus himself and the Father living inside of the disciples and us. Uh, But like I said, they didn't really understand this until it actually happened in Acts chapter 2. So they're full of fear and Jesus is saying, hey, remain in me. And his message in John 16 begins with, don't, no matter what happens in the coming days, do not abandon or leave your faith just trust in me stay with me is what he's saying stay with me guys so he has told them they're going to be hated and now he's going to amp it up just a bit he he says this hatred that people have and it's not they don't hate you they hate me 
and I'm living inside of you, and I'm working through you. So it's not you that they hate, it's me that they hate. But they're going to gear up their hatred toward you because of me, right? And so he says this hatred is going to lead to persecution. And he says you're going to be kicked out of church, or their version of church, the synagogue, right? Uh, the synagogues coming from when they were um, in Babylonian captivity is when these synagogues started. Um, and, and so that was their version of church, if you will. That's where they gathered. Uh, and they also, you know, went to the temple and hung out and, and, and made sacrifices and, and, and such there. But their version of church was the synagogue. And Jesus says, you're going to be kicked out of the synagogue. Uh, you're no longer going to be welcome there. It, it, just like the religious leaders, they hated Jesus and they plotted for him to be killed. He says, they're going to do the same thing to you. This persecution, and he just keeps uh, amping up this, this hatred, this persecution. Now he says, uh, you're going to be kicked out of synagogues. You're going to be beaten. And he says, you're going to be killed as well. Um, the time is coming, he says, when those who kill you will think that they're doing a holy service for God. And so Jesus tells them the persecution is going to get so bad that they're going to be killed. But he also told them that he was going to be leaving and he's not going to be there to protect them. And so, you know, the, you know they've got to be scared to death. They've got to be freaking out because he has been there for three to three and a half years and if something was to happen to one of them, all he's got to do is you know, speak a word or touch them or whatever, and, and they would be healed. They, they, were, they were protected. But now he is leaving, and he's told them he is leaving, so they're going to be without his protection. And he is trying to tell them, remain in me. Just stay faithful. Hold on with all the have, because everything's going to be all right. And, he, and he's saying this is what's going to happen persecution's coming. They're going to hate you. You're going to be kicked out of the synagogue. You're going to be beaten and you're going to be killed, right? But he, he, and he emphasizes, remain in me. And, and that's why he says, I have told you these things so that you won't abandon your faith. Now, I have a question for you. If it were not possible for the disciples to abandon their faith, why would Jesus emphasize almost 10 times to remain in him? And why would he start off John chapter 16 by telling them what's going to come in the coming days? And he says, do not abandon your faith. Now, if it was not possible, why would Jesus say these things? The fact is, it's possible. I mean, th these are the very guys, and I keep saying this over and over, but I want to emphasize, Jesus handpicked these guys to pour himself into for three to three and a half years because they were going to take over when he left. They were going to, the keys of the kingdom were in their hands. And it was it was their baby to to raise and to, and to grow and, and, and to feed and, and, and to water and, and to nourish it. And to go out and produce fruit to, to, to grow the kingdom. And if you're not a part of the kingdom, you can't do that. And that's why Jesus says, 
look, I need you to remain in me. I need you to, no matter what happens in the coming days, stay with me, guys. Stay with me. And if you think about it, Jesus knows how fragile they are because he's seen their selfishness and how they just sometimes would just turn and look to themselves and 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 instead of focusing on him and, and the task at hand, you know, just like James and John's mom wanted wanted uh, her sons to sit at, at the uh, Jesus's uh, uh, right and left hand when they when he got into his kingdom. Um, so he he would see their lack of faith during these three years and and how they couldn't cast out a demon and 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 Jesus says this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. You know, he, he and Jesus would get frustrated with these guys. Uh, every now and then they would be facing death on a daily basis they would be looking death eyeball to eyeball on a daily basis because of their faith and you know when 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 it's easy to say oh I, you know just like peter said i would never deny you i would die with you but yet jesus says before the rooster crows you're going to deny me three times and the rooster crows, not only did Peter deny him three times, but Peter got to the point that he was cussing. I don't know the bloop, 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 bloop. I'm telling you, I don't, bloop, 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 bloop. I don't know the bloop, bloop. man. I don't know Jesus. And then the, the rooster crows. And then there's a verse, and I'll get to it here in a little bit, that talks about Jesus looking at Peter. The moment that rooster crowed. Could you imagine being Peter? But see, Jesus knew how wishy-washy these guys were. And so he he is trying to tell them, remain in me. Don't abandon your faith. And I'm just going to tell you, I'm just, you know, we're in America. Our churches, we, we're worshiping freedom and truth. In, in spirit and truth and in freedom. But... You know, it seems like we're heading to uh, days of persecution. You know, for my children's sake, I hope that's not the case. Uh, but but the church grew, and the church grows when it's being persecuted, by the way. It grew best and fastest when it was being persecuted. But I don't want my family to be persecuted. And I sure don't want anybody to uh, put a gun up to my head and make me choose uh, to say, you know, do you follow Jesus or not? That, that would be a scary thing. And I would love to say that, that, and I would, I want to have the boldness to say, I would stand up for Jesus. I would never deny Jesus. But you know, when you're facing a, 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 a persecution, and somebody's torturing you, or or they're putting a gun up your head, saying if you don't deny Jesus, you're fixing to be dead. I mean, it happened. We see the first death in Acts chapter eight, at the stoning of Stephen, and then Saul was there. At the stoning of Stephen, and then Saul, who later became Paul and became the writer of two thirds of the New Testament, but Saul uh, persecuted Christians. He grabbed women and men and put them in prison. Didn't care about their families. He didn't care if they had kids or whatever. And, and many times these people would die. Uh, and then Herod saw how it, that uh, it, it 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 pleased Christians for James to be beheaded, and so he grabs Peter and throws Peter in prison. And Peter was going to be next. But the angel uh, helped him escape. Um, it would be so easy under this persecution. And, and we don't know anything about persecution in the United States. Unless you've been to another country and you've been persecuted. You don't know anything about persecution. 
these people in the book of Acts, these 11 men, they knew what persecution... And you, and you can read about their deaths in the book of Martyrs and, and how they were persecuted for their faith and killed. And so Jesus says, don't abandon your faith. Remain in me. What about you? What about me? You know, we abandon our faith for such lesser things. And we'll talk more about that in just a minute when we come back from break. My name is Dinah Grace Hawk, and I started a movement of empowerment. I focus on Revelation 12:11, which states that we will overcome, conquer, and defeat him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And we will not love our own lives, even unto death. See, sharing testimony squashes pride. It empowers, it strengthens, it encourages, and it heals. This whole movement is focused on sharing our testimony, our walk with the Lord, how He's using us in this life to empower others to do the same. By doing this, we will overcome anything that this world can throw at us because we are covered by the blood of the Lamb. Every week from now till the end of the year, I'll be highlighting a different woman in the ministry, and they're going to share their testimony. Tune in every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern, either on Facebook or Instagram at Dinah Grace Hawk, and you get to be a part of this movement too. I'll see you there. So Jesus has told his disciples that he's leaving and they're full of fear. Uh, and, and he says, remain in me. Re do not abandon your faith. And that's how he starts off John 16. And he tells them they're going to be kicked out of the synagogues. They're going to be beaten. They're going to be killed for their faith. And he says, look, guys, no matter what happens, don't abandon your faith. And I asked a question. Why would Jesus tell these men to not abandon their faith? If it were not possible, people abandon their faith all the time for lesser things. And that's why I started this Grinded podcast is to encourage you and, and, and others to remain in Christ, to, to encourage them to, to stay the course, to, to endure, if you will, to keep grinding, to grind it. When a life challenge happens and it's going to happen, don't give up. Keep the faith. Keep walking with Christ. And if you read the book of Hebrews, you'll see that the book of Hebrews is written to a, a, a certain audience. And that audience was people who were leaving the church. They were leaving Jesus. And they were going back into Judaism, which Judaism cannot save them even if they continue to sacrifice the animals and, and all that, that, that blood, those bulls and goats, it did not matter. There was one final sacrifice made by Jesus. He's our Passover lamb, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. And so these people were abandoning their faith, if you will. And so the Hebrew author writes this letter to encourage them to stay with it. Even though they're starting to be persecuted, don't give up to keep going. In Hebrews chapter 10, I want to read verses 19 through 39, so just bear with me. He says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. And you know, he's picturing 
the temple here, and he's talking about the holy place, the holiest of holies where God was. But now he's saying, you don't have to do this anymore. Jesus has made this way. The curtain has been torn, and we can have straight access to the throne of God through Jesus. That's what he's saying. He's saying, so dear brothers and sisters, so he's writing to Christians, brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter to heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. We can go straight to the throne of God by the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and living way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Baptism, right? Uh, he says let, in verse 23, let, <clears throat> let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now the day of his return is drawing near. Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, catch that, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover up these sins. And in this context, the, the sin is they have left, the, they're leaving the, the church, they're leaving Jesus, and they're going back into Judaism. And he's saying, look, if you deliberately continue to make this choice to continue sinning and leaving Christ and going into Judaism, and you've already received the knowledge of truth, then there no longer remains any sacrifice that will cover your sin. And he says in verse 27, there is only there is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. That's hell. For anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant which made us holy as if it were common and unholy and have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit who brings God's mercy to us. For we know the one who said, I will take revenge, I will pay them back. He also said, the Lord will judge his own people. It is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful even though it meant terrible suffering. Even though the persecution came, you, 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 you need to think back to those early days about when you first learned about Christ and how you were excited about Christ. And remember how you remained faithful even though it meant terrible suffering. Verse 33, sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten. And sometimes you, were, you helped others who were suffering the same things. In other words, you, were, you, you, you remember Christ, you were doing well, and you were even helping others, but you're in danger here. He says, you suffered along those, with those who were thrown in jail, and when, you all, when, you owned, uh, when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You lost everything you had, but you didn't care because you had Jesus. Right? And you had joy. 
You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. If it's not possible to throw it away, then why was he saying this? So don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Keep your faith. Don't abandon your faith. That's what Jesus told his disciples. That's what this Hebrew author is telling his audience. They were leaving the church. They were leaving Jesus and going back into Judaism. And he says, remember, think back. Think of the joy you had. Even when you lost everything, you were helping others who were suffering. You knew there was something better waiting on you on the other side when you cross over into eternity. So don't throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember, he says, the great reward it brings you. Verse 36, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that has pro he has promised. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue. You don't have to continue. You can go on and go into Judaism if you want to, but you're leaving Christ. You are trampling the Son of God under your feet, His sacrifice, and there no longer remains a sacrifice for your sins. That's exactly what He's telling them. He says, but if you will remember the great reward it brings you, all this suffering and you staying faithful and you helping others who are suffering, if you will remember that great reward it brings you, patient endurance is what you need right now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then, when you continue to do God's will, then you will receive all that he has promised. For in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. Talking about Jesus. And my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. That's what he's, Jesus, that's what he's saying, the words of Jesus. The words of God. And my, righteousness, my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. If it was not possible to turn away, why would he write these words? But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 1 through 4 is the foundational verses for the Grinded Podcast. And this is what it says. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Now listen to this, verse 3. Think of all the hostility he endured from simple people. Then you won't become weary and give up. Well, if it's not possible, then why would he tell these people this? His audience this? And he says in verse 4, After all, you have not given your lives in your struggle against sin. In other words, you, you've been persecuted, but you ain't dead yet. So don't give up. Think about Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Think about all the things that Jesus endured, all the things that Jesus suffered, so you can keep going. And think about your reward. Think about where Jesus is, and you're going to be with Jesus for eternity. That's what he's saying. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 12. 
It says, and have you forgotten? Yes, they have. That's why they're in the position they're in, the danger they're in. Have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you uh, as his own children. Who ever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they know how. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. I don't know anybody that enjoys getting a spanking or whooping. I did when I was a kid. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Verse 13, mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. I'm just going to put it point blank. You can believe in once saved, always saved. You can say that the person, if they were to walk away from Christ and walk away from the church, they were never saved to begin with. I don't care how you put it. But the fact is, if it was not possible to leave the faith, if it was not possible to choose to not serve Christ anymore, Jesus would have never told his disciples, these men that he handpicked and poured himself into to take over the kingdom and to grow the kingdom, he never would have said, remain in me over 10 times or around 10 times. And he never would have started off John 16 by saying, don't abandon your faith. And the Hebrew author would have never had to written or would have never had to have written his letter to encourage these people who were leaving Jesus and going back in to Judaism. The fact is, it's possible that if I chose this moment right now to never serve Christ again and go live the way I want to and live according to the flesh instead of according to the spirit, I can make that choice. But there's a price I'll have to pay if I die in that sin. And that's hell. And I just want to ask you, what what have you faced in this life? And if you and if it's not you personally, and you know somebody who has been hurt by whatever, by somebody in the church, by a family member, by a friend, what have we faced in this life that is so bad that would cause us to give up on God? And there's people that do it over and over again, every day. Something, a, a life challenge comes their way and they, they get mad at God and they say, God, why are you letting this happen to me? And all of a sudden their focus becomes, uh, uh, their focus is off of Jesus and it's on the situation that they find themselves in. And you fill in the blank with whatever that situation is. 
And so the situation grows and grows and Jesus becomes smaller and smaller until Jesus is gone and all we can see is what's around us. That's why Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 5-7, through 7, This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you. God is light, and there is no darkness in Him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. The Hebrew author tells his audience, he says, have you forgotten? Think of what Jesus went through. Remember, remember. And Jesus tells his disciples, persecution is coming. You will be killed for your faith. Don't abandon it. But the Holy Spirit, he's going to come and he's going to guide you. He's going to help you. He is the helper. My father and myself, we're going to come and we're going to live inside. We're going to help you all that we can. Don't turn your backs on us. What happened to those people in John chapter 6 when Jesus fed them and they wanted to make Jesus the king and they followed him everywhere that he went. And But when Jesus said, hey, you got to eat my body and you got to drink my blood. And we know that he was talking about uh, uh, what we do every Sunday, every Lord's Day when we take communion. Those people turned and away from Jesus and they didn't follow him anymore. And Jesus turned to his 12 disciples. He says, you going to turn away too? And Peter says, where are we going to go, dude? You have the words to eternal life. And it's the same thing for us. Where are we going to go when we turn from God? Drugs, alcohol, sex, money, buying things. All, that stuff is temporary and it doesn't last very long. And when you come off the high, when you come off... Uh, 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 when you sober up from being drunk the night before, you know what? The problem's still going to be there. What has happened in your life that is so bad that has caused you to turn your back on God? Think of what Jesus has gone through. Think of what He went through before the cross and on the cross. And that's that's what the Hebrew author says. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not what's going on around you in the situation before you. Remember to focus on Jesus and not abandon your faith. Michael Jackson sang a song, and he said, uh, he says, You are not alone. I am here with you. Though you're far away, I am here to stay. But you are not alone. I am here with you. Though we're far apart, you're always in my heart. You are not alone. Look, friend, we have Jesus. We are never, let me repeat that, we are never alone. And I know, trust me, I know, that sometimes it feels like you're alone and nobody gives a crap. But trust me, 
there's always somebody who does, and that's Jesus. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Don't leave Him. And that's the message that He tells His disciples. And that's why He, 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 he tries to instill before He is about to go to the cross. And, and that's what I want to remind you today. Jesus loves you no matter what you're going through. And it doesn't matter how it came about, whether it be the Father's discipline or whether it be Satan trying to oppress you and make your life miserable or if you've made a stupid choice and you're paying the consequences for that stupid choice. Whatever reason, if you're going through something and it has caused you to turn your back on God, I just want to remind you of what Jesus says to his disciples. He says, I have told you all of this so that you may have my peace. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And I, I want to end with just telling you this. It's just like storms. Storms come and storms go. They, they happen all the time. Sometimes we'll get two storms in a week. Sometimes it, it could storm all week. And sometimes it may not storm for two or three weeks or whatever. But storms coming, that's just the way the weather works. I have a tattoo on my arm. I don't know if you can see it or not. I'll try to put it up here where you can see it. It says, no rain, no flowers. And it's a little girl holding an umbrella and she's standing in the rain. Life is just, life happens. Storms happen in life. They come and they go. And by the time one leaves, there's another one brewing. And you can't see it yet. But it's far off in the distance. But I promise you, it's coming and it's headed your way. And, and, and that's just the way life is. Storms come and storms go. But without the rain, there can be no flowers. Everything would just be parched. And, 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 and the, the meaning of my tattoo, no rain, no flowers, is I, I, I've been through a lot of crap in my 48 years of life, starting from the time I was three years old and my dad committed suicide. And I grew up with a, an abusive stepfather. So I, and that's just the beginning. And I don't want to put all my dirt out here right now because I don't have time. But I know what I'm talking about. And, and I became, a, my sister led me to Christ when I was 11 years old. I've been a Christian since I was 11. And there have been times that I've wanted to turn my back on God. And I promise you, there have been many times that I have questioned God. And I wanted to say, what the heck is up with you, dude? What is going on? Why is this happening to me? But you know what? I've tried my best to remain faithful. I wavered. But I held on. I, I, I gripped tightly to my faith. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. I promise you, if you will continue to hold, just hold on to the hem of his garment, things will get better. Well, what happens if I die? What if it costs me my life? So what? Look what's on the other side. Look what's awaiting you. Great joy. You'll be in the presence of Jesus, the one who died for your sins. Look what he endured and stay faithful. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Grind It Podcast today. You can send any questions or comments to grinditpodcast at gmail.com. Please join us next time and when a challenge comes your way, just all grind my, it. Been grinding all my life. Sacrifice. Hustle paid the price. Want a slice. Got to roll the dice. That's why all my life. I've been grinding all my life. Look. All my life.